This podcast is part of Mishmash Media. Hey folks, Ivan here. Just letting you know that the following episode was recorded in the year 2020 for Patreon and uh, it was the first time we watched it. So some things we say may be a bit out of date. We hope you enjoy it anyhow. Howdy folks. G'day. Welcome to the final episode of season two of Curbcast. My name's Ivan. And I'm Stephen. And we are the hosts of Seinfeld Podcast, but I don't want to be a secondary character. And this is our bonus podcast where we get episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm in, oh, I was going to say random order, but chronological order. No, that's no, Peter that, formula. That, that's right, yes. In chronological order, just like normal podcasts do. And uh, we review the episodes scene by scene. And like I mentioned, this is the season two finale, The Massage. And uh, we also give a little bit of a recap of what we thought of season two right at the end yeah we'll talk about what we thought about the season overall especially compared to season one yeah absolutely anyway let's get into this episode this aired in the u.s on november 25th 2001 in the second season finale larry is busted by a restaurant owner for stealing a fork a juliet louis dreyfus becomes so frustrated by the incident that she drops out of the pilot which ends larry's quest to get it on tv the ongoing saga for season two yeah it's uh similar to the season four narrative in seinfeld of the uh, the pilot. Mm, except they're trying to pitch it for the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't actually got a script yet. <laughs> That's right. Meanwhile, Cheryl learns through a psychic that Larry got a naughty massage and busts him for that, and he later faces an ironic punishment for his restaurant crimes. I have no trivia for the episode. What about you? No, none. No. The supporting cast, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, comes back for the third or fourth time this season. Oh, no, I think the third time this season, and she came back in, she was she in, was in season, season one. one once. Yeah, That's right. She plays so her fourth appearance overall. That's right. She plays herself. Wanda Sykes is Wanda. She's mm. insane. I love Wanda. Yeah, she's, she's probably good. my favourite secondary in season two. Amy Hill, she plays the psychic and Burton Katz is Judge Katz, the man who sentences Larry to <laughs> you know, sentences him for his crime, which we'll reveal a bit later on. Scene one of the season two finale, JLD and her assistant Fran are meeting with Larry and Jeff about the new show and she says that she's lost interest in doing it as all of this pitching is tiring her out. Now, Jeff insists that Larry will do most of the legwork and that CBS might be a good option for the show. Fran says that it's Larry's mishaps that have caused all of this and JLD's reasoning and Jeff says that Larry is a victim of circumstance which I found really interesting I actually think that he is sometimes a victim of circumstance Larry yeah we bring that it was up a really lot. really apt point from Jeff I'm like yeah you basically summed up Larry yeah, no, yeah. I, I would agree. I mean, we talk all the time about how, you know, should Larry be held responsible for the things that happen? And sometimes we agree that, yes, it was his thoughtlessness or just carelessness or just straight up assholeness. Yeah. But sometimes things just happen and he's blamed. Yeah. Because he's, uh, he's an easy target. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah I, I would say that roughly half the time he's a victim of circumstance. And, um, and, <laughs> and the, the other, other half, half he's, his neuroticism he's a creator it. of circumstance. Yeah, his neuroticism causes <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And I love uh, because this is like CBS is like the last resort because that's another yeah when you said uh, when you said uh you know uh, cbs is an option i'm like the only option <laughs> the only option yeah yeah they tried hbo yep. the stream incident but that failed they tried abc with the doll yeah one of my favorite season two episodes and favorites of curb so far which that fell through as you if you've listened to previous episodes you know what's happened and cbs is like the long shot the yeah last one. the so, final one so because jeff says that larry will do basically all the legwork for her jld just needs to turn up jld's you know reluctantly agrees to keep going with the uh, pilot larry and jeff are walking on the street after the meeting and they spot a man wearing an A-frame that says I am a shoplifter. Jeff says that there is a scarlet letter punishment that he's read about in the newspaper and uh, the owner of the W Hotel restaurant, that's where Jeff is staying, he walks past to greet Larry but Larry just says hello and keeps walking and you see that the owner's pretty disappointed. Kind of stops and he expects uh, Larry to acknowledge him and engage in conversation but yeah. uh, you know, Larry sort of 
he does, but he doesn't talk to him. No, and he looks pretty pissed off. Yeah, he hesitates yeah, yeah, yeah. for a second or two, and then he walks off, and you see him behind Larry and Jeff, like, you know, walking further away from the camera. Towards the And he kind of turns around a bit, and he just looks a bit bit ticked off. He looks a bit miffed, yeah. And, and and Jeff's like, why don't you just, you know, talk to him? You know, all you got to do is say, hey, how are you? You've been well. All right, I got to go. Yeah, a bit of chit-chat. A bit of chit-chat. But, he, but Larry says he's not good at the stop and chat. Yeah, it's, it's funny thing. that Larry says that. Like, he says he's not good. At, and I understand that small talk can be a bit exhausting and a bit, you know, sometimes it just seems like you're going through the motions and you would prefer, like, nothing to that or a substantial conversation to that. But uh, Larry is the king of just shit talking, which is surprising. You know, Like, Larry, <laughs> yeah. like, he thinks it's important, but he just craps on about all these little idiosyncratic things about life, you know, and everyone else is just like, who cares? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But for him, chit-chat and small talk is boring, whereas what he finds interesting, other people find boring. I just thought it was an interesting take. He only likes chit-chat that he likes. Yeah. If it's not something he's not interested in, then forget it. No, and it's just, and it's just chit-chat about his little weird rules and views and, mm. and things that he observes about the world that he, no one else could give a he, yeah. half a shit about. His rules that Cheryl stated to him yeah. earlier in the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just think it's a bit rich to say, I don't like chit-chat, but I'm happy to just talk shit to people that obviously don't care. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, in the next scene, Cheryl is putting letters in envelopes with Wanda on their dining table. Uh, she asks Larry if he wants to help, but he declines. Cheryl's excited for her psychic appointment, and uh, apparently the psychic is so accurate that every reading is basically on point. Yeah, even uh, someone as cynical as Larry is, you know, he's got back he's like you know she predicted my hole in one yeah and she predicted that he'd have a bad time in hawaii and cheryl's like only you'd have a bad time in hawaii (laughs) you know i think anyone could have predicted that (laughs) exactly and even larry even i like that little moment where larry even acknowledges it he's like yeah yeah, it's true yeah like yeah i can i can i'm definitely that kind of person yeah larry sometimes isn't very self-aware but uh, occasionally he does show a bit of self-awareness and it is nice yeah he does yeah 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 at the golf course jeff and larry are waiting for the group ahead of them to finish their hole and jeff suggests that he get a massage a massage rather from someone uh, he uses to ease his tension and we've seen Jeff uh, is a very sexual man. He uh, loves his sex and his eroticism and stuff as demonstrated in many episodes so uh, yeah as soon as I read that uh, as soon as I saw that scene I'm like uh oh yeah, Larry's the, uh, in for some uh, sensual times Yeah the easing of tension is you know potentially a bit euphemistic mm. Anyway that is in the next scene so Larry is being massaged and completely in the moment he's, he's laying on his back and he's got a towel around his uh, privates she asks during the massage to finish him off and Larry is in you know how you you know when you have a massage and you're in that really calming kind of zen like you know situation and you kind of everything's all your troubles are just washed away and you're kind of in that moment where anything that feels good is good yeah you know so Larry uh, I can kind of look because he claims that he didn't know what finish off means he thought finishing off was like maybe doing his neck a little bit but he agrees to do it she begins masturbating him and uh, he slowly and ca- calmly asks her to stop. Yeah. So he's like still in that zen-like state, but he realizes what the hell's happening. But he's not quite. He's so relaxed that he can't just kind of snap out of it and go, "Hey, what are you doing?" Or I didn't want you to do that. See, I interpreted it as he, you know, that he didn't initially understand what "finish you off" means, mm. and then as soon as she puts his hand on his dick, no matter how relaxed you are, you know what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. And I think he was just a bit reluctant to say no because it felt so good. And then he Maybe, obviously remembered, yeah. you know, after twelve pumps, as he says, "Oh, no, I have a wife. <laughs> I have a wife." And and this yeah, is yeah. not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just, you know, that initial feeling was hard to say no to because it felt so good. Yeah, even Jeff calls him out on it in the next scene. He's yeah. like, how can you say no to a whack-off? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, you know, full, full, what's the word? Disclosure. You know, out on, full disclosure. I've done it and it does feel fantastic. Uh, you've had a you I've had, had one? two. Two oh, okay. or three. Cool. Yeah, about eight or nine years ago, I was really, really depressed. I think I've mentioned, or not on Curbcast, but anyway, I was struggling with intimacy mm-hmm. and uh, just meeting people. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to feel human touch. Yeah. 
and uh, I didn't feel comfortable going to a full tilt sex worker. Um, yep. So I thought, well, a massage is nice, and uh, you know, bit of a uh, bit of rubby dubby, and yeah, everyone's happy. Fair enough. Well, so yeah, it was very pleasant. Well, many years before I met my wonderful fiance, yep. I was in that same boat as well. Yep. I, you know, I got a massage, and you know, that was kind of like that thing. But I didn't go ahead with it. Yeah. I don't know. Like I was, I was really calm. Like, like I said, this is way before I met my sure. met my partner. But yeah, no, I, I, I just didn't feel right. Yeah. You know, I just wanted a massage. I didn't want to like, you know. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, some yeah, people. No, I just didn't, it just didn't feel right. You yeah. know, so it's like I know it would have felt good, but and I was like. Uh, yeah. yeah, I get what you mean. No, it's all good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no, no rules to say that you have to or not have to, unless no. you're married. Oh, like, yeah, like of course, Larry. <laughs> of course. Obviously, now like impossible. Like, <laughs> totally I won't different. do it. No. of course. The next day, Larry barges into Jeff's office to tell him about the massage story, and he's pissed off. You know, he says, "Why, why did you? Who'd you set me up with? You can't believe what happened." And of course, we know that Jeff it probably gets rubs and tugs from her, you know, several times a week. And he's in the he's in the room with a client, so there's like another like a writer or an actor. I think he's an actor. Yeah, one of yeah. his one of his reps. One of his reps. Yeah, uh, and the client says, "What happened in a? That's what happened in a scene in his TV show." like the rub and tug yeah. uh, or, or at least the uh, you know the attempt to do it um, when he asks Larry if he watches the show he says no which really annoys the client Yeah. Jeff and the client say that because he received 12 pumps he should tell Cheryl about what happened mm. it's kind of like cheating Larry doesn't agree to do this He's like, oh no, I don't really feel comfortable doing it. Yeah, that's uh, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah, I mean, look, if something like that happened, I'd like even the client says the noble thing to do would be to tell your wife or your yeah. girlfriend or your partner. I'd do the same thing. Yeah. Like if something happened, I'd be like, hey, I'm just letting you know this happened. And it wasn't planned. It. it wasn't planned, but I stopped it. Yep. And I just wanted to let it out there because otherwise it just eats it away at your conscience. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but Larry doesn't feel normal human emotions, so it's not surprising that he thinks it's better to keep it secret than yep. to be honest. Of course. And he's worried that the psychic will discover what happened and tell <laughs> Cheryl. And uh, <laughs> I love in the... In the... Like he doesn't worry about Cheryl's feelings. Yeah. He yeah. worries about being found out when he could just be honest and then spare everyone a whole lot of grief. Exactly. <laughs> I know, he just, just doesn't make sense. He's probably worried that Cheryl will like literally kill him in his sleep. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At home, Cheryl says that she's booked a limo and dinner at the W uh, for them. Larry tells her his stop and chat issue from before, and he tries to stop Cheryl from going to her appointment so that she doesn't find out about the massage. Tries to commit marital rape, I Basically, guess. Basically, yeah, it was pretty, pretty even Even pretty Cheryl says, yeah, even Cheryl says no means no. Yeah, well, she as as I heard no that, I'm like, no. oh, It's fuck. just like, <laughs> Yeah, I know, so. I think they could have had that as a joke in a less rapey way. Yeah, you yeah, know, where, yeah. Where he's no, like, I felt a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, him trying to like not violently, but trying to like it, you know get her on the bed. Yeah, but, I like think, kind of like a gentle kind of. Well, way. even if it was just like begging, yeah. I think that would have had the same uh, comedic effect mm. without it sort of taking a rapey turn. Yeah, because she could have just yeah. it could have just shown him being desperate, like oh please fuck me or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Rather on, than I'm really, him, like, I really want it. Yeah, yeah and him yeah. and her just going no, like, and that's not rapey at all. That's just no. him just being a desperate man. That would have been that would have been funnier. Yeah, I, mean, I, just, I, I just felt a bit it felt a bit off putting. Yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. yeah it, it was very unexpected. Yeah, I didn't expect. I mean, yeah. you know, Curb can go to some pretty dark places, and it has. Yeah. But it's never done in a way that uh, like crosses a line that you just shouldn't really cross. Yeah. But this felt a bit like, oh. Yeah, I know. It was a bit. I don't know. It was a bit funny. Like it's strange. Yeah. I'm not not no, funny. Funny in a yeah, bad way. Yeah. Funny in a. Odd, yeah. In an yeah, odd it, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very unexpected. Yeah, absolutely. But she decides to go to the appointment anyway. Yeah. At the CBS pitch meeting later in the day, it seems to be going well, but Larry's worried about how Cheryl will react to the reading, and I think it's the first time we've ever seen like a daydream sequence on the show. Yeah, I can't remember any in previous uh, episodes. Yeah, but it's predicted that Cheryl uh, is meeting with the psychic in the daydream, and the psychic says, oh, Larry is having, you know, had, uh, you know, like a massage, and mm. then, you know, after 32 pumps, he went whoosh. 
<laughs> and you see the look of Cheryl, like Cheryl's like really shocked. Yeah. And, uh, actually, the woman who plays the masseuse, she is Frank Costanza's lover from Korea. Oh my God, she yeah, is too. Yeah, I yeah, recognized right. her. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Her name's Kim. Yeah, yeah. In Curve. Yeah, it's the same actress. I recognized her. I'm like, oh yeah, Frank's Frank's love interest. Didn't realize that. Yeah, that was cool. I was like, oh, she she seems really familiar. Mm. But Larry gets lost in the uh, you know the whole pitch meeting. JLD's basically carrying the whole thing from that point. CBS agreed to bring the show on board, and Larry abruptly leaves the office and everyone else stays. Larry drives home to see Cheryl sitting on the couch with her arms crossed and her back turned to Larry. She says that the psychic said that Larry was having an affair with a redhead woman with a star tattoo. So the same description as the masseuse. Larry sincerely tells her that he has never touched another woman during their relationship and actually found a bit of... I was really surprised to see Larry like sincere in that moment. Yeah. Probably the only time I've really seen him like genuinely, you know, be worried about another person. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't... I mean, he was kind of doing it to make her feel okay but he was also doing it to sort of cover his own ass as well but i think he also felt really bad for cheryl i think yeah. he really loved cheryl no he did yeah. comfort her and he yeah. said like you know just forget about it it's, yeah. it's untrue and he was nice in yeah. that moment he was tender yeah but he still could have brought up the fact that he that know, happened. got got pumped 12 times absolutely <laughs> but technically he's right though because he never touched her yeah but when it comes to that yeah, you're not yeah, going to yeah. be like well technically no 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 no. but, just, I'm, you know, but I'm saying he's not lying no no because he's she not... keeps saying you're a liar you're a liar and he goes I'm telling the truth well he's kind yeah. of lying by omission by omission yeah he's yeah, not yeah. yeah he's not directly lying but right, he's right. he's not telling her the full story yeah so yeah. he's sort of he's being nice but he's also being dishonest at the same time mm. which you know is very typical Larry where yeah he tries to do the right thing but he's got a misguided agenda at but, the same time but something like this could like ruin the whole marriage the whole marriage could be at stake yeah look I, I mean considering what Cheryl's put up with you know in 20 episodes so far and probably a whole bunch of other stuff off screen <laughs> some other woman pulling him a, an accidental i mean you know it does cross a line that but if he explained it and if he was able to verify it through the masseuse to cheryl i think cheryl's like she for, for her to have stayed with larry this long she's got to be pretty understanding yeah and as long as he clearly articulates that i was just getting a massage it was innocent and i shut it down very quickly and it was just a misunderstanding and i'm really sorry it wasn't you know it wasn't deliberate i think she would be pissed off but i don't think she'd leave him yeah i wonder I if like the laws are in california about that because in, in victoria that's technically counted as sex work yeah it and is. you need like a, a brothel license if you were to do yeah, like you need a, to be a licensed Sex work you need to be licensed sex worker, sex worker to, to do those kind of massages. Yeah. But there's a lot of massage parlors, like, you know, legit quote yeah. unquote ones who do that on the side. You know, it's all over the news you now in Victoria. I just don't, I wonder what the laws are in California. It's probably like that. You yeah. need to be like a registered sex worker. And I do, I do that. know that sex work in America is pretty restricted. Yeah, right. Um, they are quite. Yeah, conservative about that stuff. Mm, Maybe yeah. in California it would make sense because it's a bit more of a liberal, um, liberal, state. progressive kind of state. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, but yeah, sex work doesn't seem to be weed. On the other hand, oh, <laughs> you yeah, know, is, is slowly legalizing, but sex work seems to be. I think maybe because America has got more of a uh, religious, like a fundamentalist religious culture, mm, yeah, and yeah. conservative sort of political culture. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, well, but, things uh, might change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you never know. One day, who knows? Um, Cheryl says she wants to cancel the evening that she's planned, but Larry says, "No, no, let's do it. Mm. Well, I insist." Yeah. In the next scene, they arrive at the restaurant. They're both looking, well, Cheryl's looking glamorous. Larry's looking the same. They're surprised when the limo driver says that he'll stay in the car for the whole two hours till they finish dinner. And Larry kind of feels bad. He's like, oh, my gosh, can't sit there in the car. Yeah. Yeah, weird. They're greeted by the owner of the restaurant from before. He gives Larry the cold shoulder as he takes him to their table. They're eating when Larry wonders if they should order dinner for the driver because he's like, you know, he's there for two hours. Well, i got to get him something. Yeah. At first, he asks if maybe they should just order a separate meal. But Cheryl says it's probably too late to do that. And then 
then I love that. I love when he tries to, you know, he, he leaves some leftovers for the driver and tries to convince Cheryl to leave some of her food, but she doesn't want to. Yeah. And then eventually she's like, oh, fine. Yeah, Cheryl's not really into the whole idea. I think on some level she probably thinks, well, Larry's trying to do a nice thing, but yeah. at the same time it's like, well, this is supposed to be a dinner for us to make me feel better. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you of, get, and you're, letting, you're making me give like a quarter of my food to some stranger. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, sort yeah. of, uh, he's losing focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, it's <laughs> crazy. And also the fact, you know, with germs, you know, especially in these times, you know, you don't want to like eat something that someone else ate, especially in these times. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, look, I, I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I'm not uptight about. It. I'd probably, no. I'd probably second guess it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. In the uh, early 2000s, maybe not. Maybe not. So they get a doggy bag with the remaining food. Uh, so Larry goes outside to give the driver the bag, but he complains that number one, it's leftovers. You know, why couldn't you get me a meal? Mm. And he has no fork and napkin. Uh, Larry goes back into the restaurant to get the fork and napkin, and he's about to walk out. He stuffs it in his jacket pocket and starts to walk out. The owner approaches him because he still has that grudge against Larry from before, and he asks what he has in his pocket. Larry pulls out a pen. And he goes, no, 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 your other pocket. And he pulls out a fork and napkin. And then the owner says, oh, you're trying to steal silverware. And Larry's like, no, no, he's trying to explain the situation. And then the owner says, wait here. And then Larry says, what are you doing? I'm calling the police. Hmm. And then the scene cuts to the police officer arriving and he gives Larry a summons to attend court. I don't think the cops would actually come out. Like if if if, uh, if I was a police officer at a uh, local station and uh, I got a call from some restaurateur saying, yes, there's a man here who I have a grudge against who stole a fork. Hmm. I'd be like, don't waste my time, please. Oh, who Just knows? go away. Who knows? Don't know. They probably don't want any commotion because it's like a fancy hotel. True. Maybe yeah. they're in a low crime area. Yeah. Got nothing yeah. better to do. They're like, you know, calling all cars. I think <laughs> descend it, descend yeah. on the block. You know, the corner of this block and that block. Someone stole a fork. Yeah. Wasn't Jeff staying? It wasn't the Beverly Hilton at first. Uh, or is it I don't know. Beverly? I didn't take note of where he was staying. Where? Because I think he's staying in the same hotel where the restaurant is. Okay. I think or whatever. Um, but it's like in a fancy area. Yeah. yeah. It's a low crime. Probably in area. Beverly Hills. Or something. Yeah. So that to them taking a fork and handing it back is a crime. Yeah. yeah that's the worst thing that happened that night. Yeah. In that in that, in that neighborhood. Big weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Larry and Cheryl go back to the limo and Larry tells the driver about what happened to them inside. Cheryl spots Jeff walking outside with the masseuse and uh, Jeff walks back in. The masseuse has all her massage gear and is starting to walk out. Cheryl goes up to the lady and says, look, this is a really weird thing to ask, but do you happen to have a star tattoo on your arm? And she goes, yeah, I do. Shows it to her. Yeah. And, and then, then she spots Larry jumping in the limo and then she goes, Larry. And then Cheryl just looks really stunned. Yeah. She's like, the psychic was right. Yeah. And, uh, and Larry, the, and the scene ends, uh, the scene ends with Larry like looking like oh, he's shitting himself. Yeah, he's like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> yes. In the second, oh, in the final scene, I should say, or second last rather, Larry is in court explaining what happened. And the judge wants to set an example for rich celebrities like him because he says a fine just won't do anything because you've got a lot of money. I love how this scene parallels. Seinfeld's finale yeah yeah it's kind of like everything that Larry has done up until that point he's not just being punished for that but he's yeah. being punished for everything else he's paying it's, for all of his misgivings and yeah it's like a cumulative sentence yeah like much like Seinfeld which yeah. I really like that I think that was kind of like maybe an homage to that yeah in a way and plus yeah. it was the finale of season two yeah yeah exactly and I, I don't know the history of Curb at the time maybe they did like a season or two and they weren't sure about season three so mm. maybe I, I probably have to read more about it but maybe they thought oh let's just do a scene like the finale is like an homage yeah and then they got the call up to do season three yeah. I don't know if I looked back at the history of it it's probably something similar like that yeah 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 but then the judge decides no you, you need something that'll really deter you yeah he's and, being made an example of exactly which isn't the 
the best. <laughs> no. I love when Larry tries to, because the judge's name's Katz, like a Jewish name, and he tries to say, oh, you know, you know, he tries to bond with him. He tries to bond with him because of their Judaism, <laughs> and he's like, no, that's not working. Doesn't uh, work. The scene cuts to Larry wearing his own A-frame with the words, I steal forks from restaurants outside of the restaurant that he stole it from. <laughs> what a punishment. I like how he offers, uh, you know, when when the judge says, you know, what do you think I should do? And he goes, you know, I'll go work in the temple every the Saturday temple morning. temple every Saturday morning. <laughs> but wouldn't you find joy in that? <laughs> anyway, and of course, as like a, you know, a farewell. Cherry on top. Uh, the cherry on top. And as a farewell and kind of like a, uh, a reflection of what's happened in season two, there happens to be like a TV network compendium, I think it was, it said on the sign. Yeah. Like a dinner get together thing. People All from- the network executives that is pissed off or yeah. have, have sort of scrapped his deal. Yep. Get out like in sequential order that's right it's like you see like the cbs guys hbo guys you see the hbo guys guys first yeah and then and then larry says how was that shrimp did you like the shrimp as they're walking off yeah it refers to previous incidents and then and then the abc executive and it looked like it wasn't his wife it was like a younger woman oh okay so i don't know whether maybe left her and maybe he left her maybe maybe it's his personal assistant or secretary or some uh, someone else who works at um at the thing i know she's just like a much younger woman okay i don't know i thought maybe could be a colleague yeah who knows but they got out and then he he says what about that water bottle in my pants yeah like the doll and then the two cbs executives walk out and he's like ooh, cbs you know executives yeah he's trying to explain the situation but they just ignore him and walk off and uh, because i'm guessing that probably made them like the news yeah larry having to do that that was probably like so everyone already knew that he was doing it yeah no one seemed shocked shocked. no they all they all expected to see him and they all just like give him a dirty look and yeah, yeah, that's don't it. even acknowledge him and walk in yeah and then they call them the CBS people like idiots or whatever yeah. they are and, uh, and that's the episode that's it and, and that's, that's the season season 2 I know so out of uh, 5 Larry's what do you give this one uh, I give this one 3 out of 5 me too 3 yeah yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it was an okay episode yeah. a few yucks here and there yeah um, yeah I did like the psychic you know uh, the daydream the, sequence no uh, that was okay yeah, but yeah. Um, I did like uh, you know Cheryl's psychic being worked into Larry being jerked off I thought that was sort of clip I, I'm always a fan of when they incorporate two different sort of storylines into one yeah 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 um, and the, the the way it was shot at the end of you know just Larry's face like the less that was said the the more comedic effect it had mm-hmm. I did like that yeah but um, I felt it a bit anticlimactic it just, I felt it so just too, didn't really so go with a bang <laughs> anticlimactic yeah yeah a running theme of the episode yeah yeah but yeah not a bad episode but just not the strongest ending no yeah. yeah i think it deserved a bit better yeah yeah i feel the, i feel the same way too yep yeah yeah what did you think about season two overall season two overall i felt like this was the first ep- uh season well you know out of two where it wasn't completely consistent i felt mm. like with season one while it was still trying to find its feet it was consistently funny yep like there was a dip in a few episodes but it was consistently very good yeah i felt like with season two it had the best episodes that we've seen so far mm. and the worst yep that we've done like my favorite episodes from this season are thor and the doll yep i think they're like five star fantastic episodes yeah well what about you uh yeah i would agree i can't really say much more than that the best curb I've seen so far has been in season two, but also the worst. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Season season two, uh, sorry, season one was like more solid all the way through. Yeah, it and was, when it hit, it hit. Yeah, yeah. whereas yeah, season yeah. two was yeah less consistent, but better and worse at the same time it was a bit sillier too season yeah two. whereas yeah. i felt like season one was more realistic a bit more grounded a bit more grounded but <clears throat> still funny but this one had a lot of kind of fantastical not fantastical but very silly kind of elements yeah well. and I, th- yeah. I think um yeah season one was a bit more like the issues in larry's life seemed to be more about you know just his relationships with his his wife and yeah. you know close friends and stuff like a bit more domestic mm-hmm. whereas in this one it was a bit more you know just weird situations he'd wind up in yeah yeah which you know they always take things up a notch 
you know, makes sense. But uh, I'm hoping that it comes down to earth a bit more in season three. I, I do like the fantastical situations, but not too often. Maybe yeah. once per season is yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, but if it's every episode, it's a bit a bit boring. Uh, we'll see. Well, uh, from here on in, man, I have not seen season three or beyond of yeah, Curb. So this be, is going to be fresh for both of us. It'll be new territory for both. For both, I know. So it's really exciting. So we're going to have a break for a little bit, but we'll come back for season three. And we got plenty of things in between. And that was season two of Curbcast. And thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in the near future for season three and beyond. Take care. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of Mishmash Media, an independent podcast network. Follow us on social media at Mishmash Media AU or support us on Patreon. All those links are in the show notes.